We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, February the 25th, 2020. On today's show, former Gamecocks shortstop and 2010 national champion Bobby Haney joins me as he does each and every single Tuesday to break down Gamecocks baseball. We talk about South Carolina series loss Northwestern. We talk about the midweek and break down the upcoming weekend series against the Clemson Tigers as well. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast sent to you by our friends over at Newground Hard Nitro Lattes. Guys, I've talked a lot about Newground. Love the brand. Love the product. The drink is absolutely amazing, guys, especially if you're a big coffee drinker like me. They have two flavors, cafe latte and chai latte, which have 5% alcohol. So it's enough to enjoy casually, but also if you're at the tailgate with friends, you're at a party, you're trying to have a good time, whatever it may be, it's perfect for every single occasion. The drinks taste absolutely amazing. It just tastes like a cold coffee drink. I've given them to friends, to family, to peers. They all love the drink, guys. It tastes amazing. You can't even taste the alcohol. Like I said, they taste great. They're actually made with real coffee and tea, natural flavors, real sugar. They're GMO-free, guys. When you taste these, you know, a lot of times you have to sacrifice the, the taste of a drink for the buzz you're trying to achieve, right? Not with this. It tastes delicious. It'll get you going. You'll love it. I promise you, go try it out. It has naturally occurring caffeine in the cafe latte flavor, or you can go with chai latte if you're a caffeine-free fan, if you're a decaf fan as well. You can find the drinks all over the Southeast from South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, and any stores like Harris Teeter, Publix, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, Food Lion. Guys, if you can't find it, be sure to ask for it because they are everywhere. These guys are taking over. I'm telling you, New Ground is absolutely amazing. If you want to learn more, be sure to check them out at drinknewground.com. Also, follow them on social media at Drink Newground. Again, that's Newground Hard Nitro Lattes imported from Holland, drinknewground.com. And be sure to follow them on social media at Drink Newground. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land even home mortgages and construction. They have a lot of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate finance for 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. Guys, they're a cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each 
year. They have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. Guys, whether you're buying a house this year, next year, the year after, you're buying your first house, your dream house, a plot of land, whatever it may be, we all know how stressful, strenuous, how tough that situation can be, right? There's a lot of decisions to make. You're spending a lot of money. You want to make sure you have the right people in your corner, those supporting you, the right support system surrounding you, someone there to answer all the questions for you. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. They're going to be there for you every single step of the way to make sure you're making the right decisions and to make sure you are making the best possible decisions for you specifically. One of the questions they get asked most often, hey, your name has farm credit in it. Are you just for farmers? The question is not at all. Absolutely not. Their mission is to support rural America, and that can include just about anything that involves the purchase of land. So a lot of their customers are those that just want a piece of property outside of the town they can live on. So guys, you don't have to be a farmer. Anyone can use the services of Ag South Farm Credit. So guys, if you have any more questions about what Ag South Farm Credit can do, Give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. That's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C dot com slash T-S-U-S, Ag South and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 619-788. So again, guys, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sends you. All right, let's get into it. Bobby Haney, Bobby, appreciate you taking the time. As always, my friend, we've yeah. got a lot to talk about. You know, it's funny, I was thinking earlier, I don't think either one of us expected to uh, to be here talking about a, a series loss to Northwestern, um, but that's where we are. Obviously, Gamecocks dropping two of three. You know, you get the big win Saturday, score 12 runs, but Friday and Sunday, losing close games, just not able, in extra innings, both in the 10th inning, you're just not able to right. pull them out. I want to start with this because I put out a video on social media on Friday after the Friday game because, you know, I knew, Bobby, after last season, everybody's coming into this season a little bit fragile. The morale's a little fragile. Um, we had such a bad year last year. I knew at the first sign of trouble, a.k.a. a loss, that the fan base was going to have some sort of negative reaction. It is what it is. But basically my mantra or my message, if you will, was the season is not one game long. It's one of 56. It's a long season. You know, we were talking a little bit off air, the 2010 team you were on, and granted, I just to preface for everybody, I'm not comparing this team to the 2010 national champions. That's not what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. But as a baseball player, that 2010 team, you guys early in that season, people forget, you lost two or three to East Carolina, who was a really good team, much yeah. better than Northwestern. True. But you lost two or three to them. You lost two or three to Clemson. And you guys were able to rebound, come back, obviously run through the SEC, make it all the way to Omaha, win the entire thing. Give people some insight from your perspective as just to – I guess why the season's not over. I mean, it's still very, very early in the college baseball season. No, the season's not over at all. Guys, everyone's got to calm down. And like you said, it's not, it's not one game. It's, uh, it's also not a big series matters either. If you lose a series, it's not over, right. whether it's Arkansas or – I mean, you look at this weekend, Auburn got swept by UCF. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's huge. When you texted me that <clears throat> and I saw about Auburn, I mean, think about how they're feeling down in Auburn. They, they expect greatness too. But we just got to find a way to manufacture – you know, runs a little bit differently. We have the pitching staff. We have the defense. I think that's clear, guys. I mean, everybody sees it. Even if we have a couple guys get injured in pitching staff, we'll, we'll be fine. And our defense is amazing. But 
I think, you know, 2010, we learned how to, we, were, we became a different type of team. Maybe manufactured yeah. runs. Everyone thinks we lived <laughs> off the home run, lived off the three run home run. It's not that they did that in the early 2000s and the late, uh, you know, 2007, eight, nine, but 10, 11, we're kind of a, you know, a new school team, manufacturing runs, moving guys over. Um, the hit and run might play a huge, play huge this year for mm. Kingston. I mean, I don't know how many times he's going to put it on or if he likes it, but it could be a huge because the offense is the question. The yeah, the question. and there's no question. Like, like I said, I mean, just to stress again what you're saying is that, you know, it, it's – it's I want to say it sucks to lose the series. I mean, it's a bad series mm-hmm. loss. I mean, you're playing a Big Ten team that, like, we joked with Holy Cross. Like, they haven't been outside probably in a couple months. Yeah. I mean, they're literally working in an indoor facility – and they come down to your place. And, you know, we were at the game Sunday together, and you were talking, like, you know, Northwestern. I mean, that was the one thing I kind of tipped my cat to them. They were fired up. They were fired yes. up all weekend to be there. Like, they really looked forward to the opportunity to come into our place and beat us. I mean, Sunday, it's like 60 degrees. They're playing in perfect weather. And I'm not saying, you know, they were more excited to play than we were or anything. But you have to give those guys a little bit of credit. I mean, they were fired up to come in and play. You talked about the hitting, though. And that's the thing with this team that – you know, listen, p- pitching and hitting were both problems last year. There's no question about that. But yeah. coming into the season, that was the thing, even from watching the scrimmages, that was the bigger question mark to me. Because, like I said, after Holy Cross and after PC on Wednesday, you know, you can't necessarily draw any conclusions from those games. But with right. pitching, I think it's a lot easier to tell because yeah. stuff is stuff. When you have good stuff, you just do. You know, you either do or you don't. With hitting, it's it's much more complex. And obviously, you're a guy that knows the ins and outs and hitting. You teach it. With this team, we talked a little bit. The one thing I was disappointed with is, you know, not using the hit and run enough, not using – not stealing as much. I know Northwestern, again, was a better team, but not putting guys in motion, not making – how many times yesterday I say, just drop a bunt down. Why not? I mean, again, a guy like Noah Campbell had a three-run homer, but we're talking about Brady Allen, a guy who right. has speed, like – Get on base. When you're hitting 250, what's the harm in trying to get on base? And if they're playing even or behind the bag, um, why not try to drop one down? Right. But the timely hitting, just not there. I mean, not I'll fair. ask you about timely hitting. I mean, th- that's not something you can really teach, right? I mean, you can teach the mechanics of hitting and how to attack in different counts and how to attack different pitchers. But the clutch, like, I just don't feel like that's something you can really teach a guy to do. You're either going to come through or you're not. Yeah, it's what you want to be pumped up in that situation and be excited to be in that situation. No, no doubt in your mind that I'm going to come through. And even if I don't get the job done, I want to do it again. You know, Derek Jeter talked about that being over five and wanting to get up for that six at bat. But yeah, something you can't really teach. I mean, just just got to be you know dripping with confidence throughout those situations. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I do want to talk about one guy really quickly because he was somebody that I said nobody needs to get off to a better start than him, and that is Noah Campbell. Mm-hmm. I mean, three run homer on Sunday. Yeah. Went four for 11 this weekend. He was almost my series MVP if Wes Clark didn't have his monster day on Saturday. But um, what are you seeing from Noah? I mean, it's crazy because, you know, I heard you talking to somebody else yesterday, and it's like, you know, if you go 0 for 7 and there's six weak ground balls and a strikeout, like you're getting probably moved down the lineup or pulled. But if you go 0 for 7 and there are seven liners, you're staying where you are. Well, Noah Campbell, he's not going 0 for 7. Like I said, went four for 11 on the weekend. But it's like every out at this point for him or most of them, are hard hit line drives of the outfield. I mean, what do you do? You think it's simply just a confidence thing? Because I think he's always had the talent. I mean, you go to the Cape Cod and do what he did. You, you have yeah. to have the ability. But do you think it's just a confidence thing, or are you seeing anything different from his approach swing? I think it's, like I think it's confidence too. Just being here for his third year, right? Right, three yeah. years here. I mean, got the Cape Cod thing. He looks stronger. He looks bigger and stronger. <laughs> um, he looked pretty good in the outfield too, as well. But now he's got that. Uh, he's got that. You know, that confidence going into 
you know, the Clemson series where he's not hitting, you know, 180, right, right, 190, yeah. you know, sometimes like guys are, you know, because and Kingston said it last year, no, again, off to a slow start all the time, mm -hmm. right, every year. Um, I was one of those guys, uh, not to compare us. Yeah, Cortez Mar used to be. I think yeah. Destino kind of was Mark for Tichero a little bit. was always one yes. of those guys, you know. There's some guys that they just, May. You know, right. they just get off to the slow starts for whatever. Always, yeah. always bats are behind a little bit. But all right, now he's got some confidence, you know, hitting in the threes or the fours, wherever he's hitting. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, he's got to be a leader. He's got to be one of those guys who leads. But um, still, we talked about it before. I want to see, see more from Brady Allen. I want to see yeah. different types of Brady Allen. You know, a more mature Brady Allen where he's not, you know, looking to go deep for a two-run, three-run bomb. You know, maybe, you know, a little backside, a little middle. But, um, yeah. And I, I will say that, you know, again, not making excuses, but this weekend, I mean, it felt like – it was weird. It felt like one of those weekends, like, we had a lot of hard-hit balls that were just yeah. right at guys. I mean, Friday, countless times. You had Andrew Eister catch at the wall that probably on any other night when it's not 35 degrees and the wind blowing in, that's a home mm -hmm. run. Sunday even, a lot of hard hit balls. I mean, I'll ask you from the hitter perspective, I don't – because, I mean, those are good at bats. Like, you're not going to come back in the, in the dugout if you line out to center and no. the coach is going to chastise. Like, that's no. a good swing, good at bat. Like, how do you stay positive in those moments when they might not be falling? Because we know baseball is a fickle game. You'll line out three times in your fourth at bat, you'll hit a Texas leaguer for a single. Yeah. I mean, Luke, how right. do you – but as a hitter, though – how do you stay positive through those times where you're just lacing the ball and they're just not dropping for you? When I'm going towards center field, when I'm going back to the middle, that's where I'm feeling the most confident. I think every hitter will attest to that. Right. Um, you know, Campbell did it so many times. That's why the fans <coughs> got to calm down a little bit. We had, you know, we had about four lineouts yesterday or five lineouts yesterday. Center field, right, right center. Yep. Uh, I think Beaver hit a couple of hard ground balls to short. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, it's just a, this is a mind game. You're playing with yourself. You're like, all right, all right. You, you can't think that the game – you can't think that the world is against you when you're playing baseball because it's so much bad luck that happens. You, like you said, you're over mm -hmm. four with four or even three lineouts, and you just got to tell yourself, "Hey, it's gonna fall. It's yeah. gonna fall. It's gonna even out." That's what we say in baseball. <clears throat> it's gonna even yeah. out, and you just can't. You just got to move on. There's, there's so many games. There's so many at bats. That's why when someone says that there's, you know, the baseball season's gonna be a long season, it's like, come on, guys, it's not football. You lose right, two right. games in football. The season's basically over. Like, right. your, your goals yeah. are out of reach. It's not, right. it's not football. It's baseball. Come on. You guys know. You guys know. There's guys hitting buck 40 at the all-star break in the major leagues, and they end up hitting 280. <laughs> like, it's serious. It's serious right. stuff. And we, the same thing happens in college, too. But, yeah, we had a couple lineouts. Could have fell a little bit. But I think this, 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 um, this weekend, it seems like Clemson's got some decent pitching. Yeah. And I think if we hit well – um, it'll tell you a little bit about what we are. Yeah, I, I want to backtrack a little bit, though. We were just, you know, when we were talking about the <clears> – how <throat> you guys went through adversity in 2010, losing those early series and, you know, again, losing two or three to ECU. You lose uh, two or three to Clemson and get beat, what, 19 to – not to bring up horrible memories. <laughs> the White Hats. Never – Ethan Carter talked about on the show. Never forget the White Hats. But uh, how did – like, did you – did you – because, again, the expectations at South Carolina, that's one of the reasons we all love South Carolina baseball is because there are – yeah. There's expectations of greatness and excellence and winning. Did you guys – I know, you know, you, you block out the noise, and social media wasn't quite as big in 2010 as it is now. But did you guys feel the heat? And I guess what was the message mm -hmm. in the locker room to keep things positive and kind of just keep going? There's a lot There's a lot of stuff I could say. I'm sure there's a lot of things a that Tanner said that, that you can't my, say on, on the airwaves. Just, but. just getting off the bus at ECU – just walking into the Lions then again. I hate that place. Yeah, yeah, that was after 09 when uh, y'all lost the regional. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
So you're walking in, you're like, I think I don't know if we took Friday game or Thursday game. Right. Or, I don't know. We might have took game one. Mm. But remember, um, my boy Ebert wasn't playing mm. due to something. I forgot exactly. I don't want to <laughs> say too much of what happened, but not sure exactly what happened. I think it was more, you know, like like me, you know, might might be grade wise. Mm. But Walker wasn't really a starter yet. Right, Walker right, right. Was that was yeah, that was yeah. very early in. So Walker yeah. was like two for ten or one right. for thirteen with the, maybe a, a double and a couple RBIs, and Ebert was playing or wasn't playing or something. So, but anyway, we got two out of three. Right. We got beat two out of three. Yeah, right? yeah. So they took the series, and we got back to the locker room and Coach Tanner, just like just like now with the offense. Coach Tanner <laughs> said it was Sunday night, so we're all we're all like, dude, let's get home, let's get to bed. We got class tomorrow. Right. right. Um, but. And Coach Tanner said, pitchers, leave. <laughs> Hitters, stay. So that, that's all I got to say about that. I'm not going to get into it, really. Right, right. Uh, that's, for another, that's for another podcast, maybe. But you just got to change things up. And then it was Clemson the next weekend? I, I think it was probably the next weekend, yeah. Yeah, Clemson next weekend. And then we're like, all right, we'll take Friday night, coop, coop, coop dealt. And on Saturday, it just, you know, bad luck at Floor Field. And Sunday was an absolute, you know, atrocious. Where we got right. smacked. But <clears> – <throat> SEC play started. We started, we started uh, pitching well. We, we always pitch well. And then, uh, yeah, we, our, our hitters started clicking a little more. You know, you know, Witt and Marzilli and all those guys and Jackie, they started, they started getting everything going. But, but you just have to stay positive. Dude. I mean, you just have to, right? And no player, I mean, again, this is, you know, not trying to call out the fans or anything like that. Because, again, you know, it's kind of funny, Bobby, in a twisted sense of, you know, it just a, a weird spin zone for me. I kind of like it because at least it lets me know, again, there is – an expectation of excellence. So, like, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. But it's also mm-hmm. you can be upset and realize how long of a season this is. So understand long. there's baseball. so many games to play. It, it's baseball, man. It's going to be the longest season ever. But how about looking at it like this? If you don't – if you don't, not that if you don't win the midweek and the, and the easy series is – easy series that we just played, but you can take advantage of the SEC if you do decent. That's right. what we did. Right, right, right. We, we, we didn't play great versus ECU. <clears throat> we, lost with, we lost with Clemson. Lost with ECU. I think we played um, some some Ivy League schools and beat the heck out of them. But mm-hmm. we took advantage of the SEC mm-hmm. on Friday and Saturday, and then whatever happened Sunday happened. But take feel have an opportunity to say, hey, we could we can get stuff done in the SEC. We right. got the pitching staff. Right. We need those timely hits. Yeah, and let's let's talk about the pitching a little bit too, because I obviously don't want to leave them out. So I want to yeah. start with the bad news, and we'll talk about the good news. Obviously, a lot of fans on social media and just people watching those games. You know, put these losses on the bullpen. Um, you know, you have Danny Lloyd come in, you know, Friday and Sunday, mm-hmm. both go to the 10th inning. You have some late inning walks that lead to a run. And, you know, I was talking to you uh, Sunday afternoon. I mean, my least favorite thing are leadoff walks and two out walks. I should have added a third, and that is bases loaded walks. You cannot walk in a run. You just can't do it in that situation. Right. But when you look at those guys, again, I understand the frustration with those guys, but I still, for what, you know, maybe this is blind faith, but I still feel – Really good about those guys. I mean, you look at just, again, pure stuff, 95-96. The yeah. sliders at 87-88. Like, both those guys have big-time stuff. I think they're going to be fine in the eighth and ninth inning role. I will say, again, I said this on social media. On Sunday, when you're up 3-2 to two going to 7, you know, you, do you need to hit more? I 110% think you need to hit more, but you got you to close that out. Yep. Your, your pins – I mean, you got – again, on that 2010 team you were on, when you had Matt right. Price at the back end, you have John Taylor, Jose Mata. I'm probably forgetting somebody, yeah. but – when you have the, it needs to be that type of shutdown. Like mm-hmm. when when you get the seventh with a lead, it's over. Right, game's over. So, and overall, you know, we talked a little bit about this on air, Bob, or off air, Bobby. But I think the reason I'm still really optimistic about this team because if the hitting comes around, 
this team has the pitching and defense yeah. to beat anybody, in my opinion. So, I mean, when you look at the pitching staff, again, just your overall takes on the weekend of the pitching, again, some things you absolutely can't do, some things that we saw that were positive. I mean, it's kind of, it was kind of a mixed bag for the pitching staff this weekend, I felt like. Yeah, just kind of paint the corners a little more. Um, I saw a lot of off-speed, too, yesterday, which I, I didn't really – you know, saw a lot of off-speed in the dirt. Yeah, um, and that, that's something that I, – I, I know Graham, especially, like talking about the Sunday game, that's Graham especially, and Kingston said it before, that his biggest thing is just locating the breaking ball. I mean, he, you know, mm -hmm. he's having some trouble right now, and he's a guy coming off an arm, you know, arm injury. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of – you know, you kind of expect some inconsistency a little bit, but like you got to be better. I mean, it's just no other way to put it. Yeah, I think they don't they don't have John Taylor and then Matt Price though seven eight nine. Right. They don't they don't have that yet. They're right. trying to figure trying out. Trying to yeah yeah is Boyd um you know you know what's what's Far gonna do? Is he gonna stay a midweek yeah. guy? Or is he gonna come in in the eighth and throw 97, 96? Yeah. Good point. Um, you know, Cam's in the mix obviously, <clears throat> um, but they're still figuring a couple things out. You know, Harley went down obviously as well, so they got no no lefties. Mm. So it gets all righties. But yeah, the bullpen's the bullpen's always a problem throughout the season. Major leagues do. They're just trying to figure out their identity after the sixth or after the seventh. You know, I think Carmen's gonna go, gonna always go six or seven, mm -hmm. and then you just got to figure out eight, nine. I've got our closer, but you know, who's gonna be that bridge guy mm -hmm. that's almost as dominating <coughs> as our closer? Which we, we have. We got we got arms in there, but um, we got plenty of arms. So it's like a it's like a big tryout before the <coughs> SEC. Who's gonna be you know that seven eight guy you know setting up for you know, our closer? But um. Yeah, we'll be we'll be fine. I'm I'm excited about the pitching staff. I saw a lot of good stuff. I saw you know 95, 96 consistency. Um, but like I said, need to see. I can't see I can't see three or four breaking balls in the dirt with guys on yeah. second base. That yeah. gives a guy third base. Sack fly scores them. Dribbler scores them. Another pass ball scored them. Yeah, that was that was yeah. part of the yeah, game. That, that, that was Sunday was the was the game where I saw a lot of we we just did a lot of little things wrong. Good baseball team challenge them with do. heat. Yeah, I, I've seen I saw a couple guys. Hit the 92, 93, challenge them with your 94, 95. Who cares? Yeah. With your best pitch. I think that is our best pitch. Right. With some of our Especially guys. Especially early in the season yes. when the pitching's ahead of the hitting. And they're coming from Chicago. Yeah. They haven't seen they haven't, yeah, no. the type of stuff our they're guys not, have. They're not. So I feel like we could have challenged them a little bit more with the fastball in the late innings. Even up, they were swinging <laughs> up a little bit and out their chest. So, I mean, curveballs in the dirt, those got to be either blocked or you got to shut it down. Right. With guys on base. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, I think early in the season, you're still trying to establish those roles and you ask any baseball coach I mean you with your teams just you you want to find guys that you know when you show up to the park you know exactly what they're going to give you every single day that right. consistency yep. that's how you earn those roles like as a closer as a four-hole hitter okay. like be the same guy every single day be the same guy every every time out whether you have a good day or a bad day be the same exact dude every time you show up to the ball field that, again that's how you get in those roles that's how you earn it yep. yeah yep. that's how you earn it so I want to talk to you a little bit again because I'm I'm excited as far as like you just look at the starting rotation. Carmen's the real deal. Yep. Um, Brett Carey, I thought Saturday didn't necessarily have his best stuff, but six innings, three earned runs. If that's not having your best stuff, I'll take that every time of the week, every every day of the week. And then Brandon Jordan, I, you know, I again I thought he wasn't as sharp as he was that first start. But I, you bring up an interesting point, Thomas Farr. Like I, he's got to factor yeah. in somewhere. I. I you know, I'm sure he's going to start tomorrow or today against North uh, North Florida. Right. He's got to pitch on the weekend. I mean, again, when you're throwing 94, 95, 96, and you're locating the breaking ball, I mean, he was extremely sharp. Granted, he pitched against PC. I'm not trying to blow right. that up. But that type of stuff, I mean, you got to give that guy a chance and in your bullpen. But Yeah, in the eighth inning maybe. Yeah, and then maybe in the eighth <laughs> inning, seventh inning, something. But I love what I saw from Carmen. I love what I saw from the starting rotation, General. I want to talk to you about the defense because, again, I don't give – for whatever reason, I don't give the defense enough love. But it was another 
great weekend. And I just continue to be so impressed by the, the South Carolina infield. Yeah. I mean, just the amount of plays they're making. And it's not just the easy plays. It's the difficult plays. I mean, you were there on Sunday. You watched George Khalil, your boy, do, getting after. Jeff Heinrich's making bare hand play after yeah. bare hand play. Braylon Wimmer, for a true freshman, is playing that position beautifully. I mean, what are you uh, – you know, just as a guy yourself who pride yourself on defense, what, what are you seeing from, from the infield? Yeah, it's not – oh, I think it's sexy to me, but it's not sexy to the fans. Right, right, but, yeah. Or just like the NFL. I mean, defense is kind of, you know, whatever. I mean, it's important. People want to see points and the flashiness, but, you know, the you defense kind of gets – it's got to get forgotten, yeah. but it's so important. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, just like, you know, Noah Campbell, his thing is going to be hitting down the road and stealing bases, which is awesome. But, yeah, no, defense is important. George made some great plays, third base. Unbelievable plays. We had a bare hand play. That's it's hard to do when you guys when you're when you're not playing because uh, Malone's been out. Yeah. So you get tossed in there and you're making a bare hand play. So tough. Keeps us in the game. The catch in right field. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? yeah. Icers catch. Yeah, we. That definitely. was the exciting. That was yeah. the most exciting. <laughs> what happened yesterday? Cause we didn't have a lot of offense to cheer about except for Noah. But that was unbelievable. And then of course get into Georgie and he does the throw on the run to first base. Nice and easy just, double just play. Easy. Yeah. He, he makes that, he makes the difficult. I think people yeah. watch that and they think it's it. That's not an easy play. He makes it look easy. Such he really a, does. Such a draftable uh, defense guy. Um, and if he hits a little bit, maybe move, you can even move him to third, too, because he's such mm. a big guy. But, um, yeah, no, exciting. Exciting about the defense. It's going to keep us in the games. Um, it's a little intimidating in the SEC if we got good defensive pitching. But, um, yeah, just, a, just the offensive question mark. Uh, I think Coach Kings is going to have to get a little bit creative. We don't. I don't think we have that guy. I mean, even you know, Barry Hill was huge during the Clemson. I mean, West Clark, you know, had a one day. You know, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one game. So yeah, I don't want to rely on those. You know, those two or three guys. We gotta you know manufacture you know one through seven, one through eight, one through nine, whatever. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. You know, this week. Yeah, I mean, when you and talking about this week and even moving forward, you know, I do want to bring this up, Bobby, is that with this team. And just to give Gamecock fans, just inject some optimism, at yeah. least coming from me and maybe from you. But, like, I'm still very optimistic about this team and what this season can become because of the pitching yeah. and the defense. You, you can win a lot of games with great pitching and great defense if the hitting can just come around. Because you take a look right now. As a team, this team's hitting 278. Over this past weekend, it was probably much worse because you crushed through the first four games. But – Got it. If you could just stay at 278, if you could hit 278 for the season with the pitching and defense you have, I think you're going to win a lot of baseball games. Yeah. And I mean, you know, again, you look at last season, I know the hitting was a major concern. I mean, Sunday, you had 12 strikeouts. It just can't happen. Can't happen against guys throwing 91 92. You had 12 strikeouts. Ugh. And, you know, I know, I know Kingston said in his post game, they're averaging about six or seven a game, which yeah. is, is not a concern for him no, right now. That's double digits. You want to stay, right, right. And like, well, again, Sunday was it just it, it reminded us a lot of what we saw last year. I think yeah. that's why a lot of people were like, "Oh my God, here we go again." But I still feel very optimistic about this team because, again, you have the we got the arms this year. It's not like last year where you just were undermanned and didn't have the dudes, and you're asking freshmen to do yeah. stuff that's yeah. just not ready to. Do. You have the arms. You're phenomenal on defense, in my opinion. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever. If the hitting can come around, and hopefully it does this weekend against Clemson. This team, I think, can be really good. I really, I really believe that. Yeah, just need to find out who we are as, a, as an offensive team. I we think. need to have an identity. And it, isn't it weird that every South Carolina team, <laughs> whether it's, no matter the sport, that's, I feel like that's what we're talking about is the offensive identity. It's being mature, and it's, 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 it's all – that's Kingston's cup yeah. of tea right there. Yeah, I, I think so. it's – and I think it's a lot of guys in our lineup realizing, like, you know, man, as a player, you have to understand this is my strength. 
This is my weakness. Let me play to my strength. Don't try to be a home run guy if I'm not. Yeah, I know the bomb is sexy. Chicks dig the long ball, the whole nine yards, but know yeah, who you are. It's so underrated what Kingston said about missing fastballs. <laughs> Fouling them off is missing a fastball. That's right. what missing is if people don't know what that means. It's not just swinging through them. Right, and, and it's like I was talking to you uh, on Sunday. And I, I won't name the player specifically, but, you know, there, there's a guy and a couple of guys in South Carolina's lineup where you're like, oh, they're just this close. They're just missing. They're just – at some point, you're just a guy that misses. I mean, it's it's you can't keep yeah, saying it means you're an eight hole hitter, <laughs> right? You you just you can't just keep missing. Eventually, you've got to yeah. connect. I mean, you just have to. Yeah, like I've missed a bunch of fastballs. That's why I'm under three hundred. Right. Time. So you, if you can't, you got to capitalize. Like you know, Campbell's a guy that doesn't that doesn't miss fastballs. If it's not if this it's, season, absolutely. No, if it's ninety ninety one Cape Cod, and you know during this beginning of the season, he's he's squaring them up. He should be hitting you know fifty points higher, obviously. But yeah, you can't. Can't miss your fastballs, but a lot of off-speed pitches those guys were throwing in the 70s just to keep our hitters off balance, and that's not an excuse either. I mean, we yeah. got to be ready for that junk and that garbage from when their it, lefties. And it's like you said, you're seeing a lot of guys get around the baseball, not stay, especially on the off. I mean, granted, I know these guys were, you know, give Northwestern's pitchers credit. Again, their stuff was not bad. but I mean, With strikes, too. Throwing yeah, strikes. throwing strikes. But, I mean, bro, you're going to see Kumar Rocker and Emerson Hancock, and, I mean, you're going to see, like, legitimate arms with – nasty breaking balls and ridiculous fastballs in SEC play. So, like, you better figure this stuff out quickly. Change your approach. Change the mindset in your brain, what you're going to do at the plate. I'm still saying, you know, middle of the field, you know, most of these guys stay up the middle, stay backside, even the big guy, um, uh, Eister. Stay yeah. In, stay in middle back. <clears throat> and that, you were middle. talking about when you were at your best when you are going up the middle. I've, you know, with Eister and a couple guys, like, he's at his best when he's right center gap. When he's right center gap, Everything is flowing. Yes, yeah, so that's more think think middle, middle away, but react right. inside. Yeah, your hands react at this level right. should be good enough to yeah. get the inside pitch. It's hands inside, but I'm looking, I'm looking pitchers, you know, over the pitcher's head, center field. But yeah, just we just gotta we just gotta find out who we are, the identity thing. But um, I'm sure Coach Kingston's in there today, oh, man. Yeah. He'll be yeah. in there today and tomorrow with that machine, you know, <clears> cranking <throat> it up, talking to the players about the philosophy and what we need to do to be successful. Because it's nice to have a pitching staff mm. that can go out there and you don't have to worry too much. Skyler's got his, you know, his boys ready to go, but yeah, the hitting just you know, little tweaks here and there. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're talking, obviously it's Tuesday game day against North Florida at yeah. Founders Park. And we were, we were both saying fingers crossed you get this game in. I, yeah. I know there's some bad weather in the forecast because obviously you'd like to, <clears throat> you know, you, you assume you'd like to get a dub, get some confidence back going in the Clemson series I mean, I guess you kind of just said it, but in your mind against North Florida, you just want to see some tweaks, just kind of guys reset, get back to staying up the middle right side. And, again, because, you again, you want to develop some confidence going into that Clemson series this weekend. Yeah, how about the uh, walks, too, with George getting hit by two pitches, too? Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's just what get happened. on base. Just get yeah, on base. That was, that was kind of Wingo's deal in the, yeah. in the 2010, uh, in the middle of that season. You're like, oh, we got hit again. You know, get on the plate. <laughs> Don't worry about that stupid call being overturned or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. you know, get on the plate. You know, make make an adjustment. Don't let you know. Don't let. Don't be scared of you know Kumar Rocker or whoever's on Clemson as well coming inside. You've got to find a way to get on base. I know you talk about the average, but uh, you know I think Kinks is more of an analytical guy where right. he's not just he's not concerned about the average, but he's like he's he's studying that OBP. Right. He's like, who's getting on base? What's right. going on here? You know, if, if if George is getting on base, even though he's not getting hits, we got to move him up in the lineup. Right. You know, who's who's that guy? Who's who's moving moving the lineup? Yeah, for sure. So, before we wrap up, I do want to ask you again. I mean, I'm, I'm fired up. I know you're fired up. It, it is Carolina Clemson week. I mean, this weekend, yeah, you've got South Carolina Clemson, and obviously next week's show, we're going to break the entire series down. But 
I want to ask you, because I know it's different now. You're on the outside looking in. But as a player, again, you don't look past the game you have tonight against North Florida. You don't look past the midweek. But what is it like being a player this week, knowing what looms ahead on the weekend? Like, is it in the back of your mind? Like, I know, because, again, I, I feel like this week just has a little more juice to it than, like, oh, say, yeah. this time last week. Oh, it's awesome, man. Going to, going to Clemson is fun, too. A little scary, but uh, you know, a little intimidating. But if you got that mindset of, you know, people – you've got to love that people hate you or <laughs> acting like they hate you. Uh, same thing in football, too. But you're just pumped up, man. You're pumped up to play. Friday night at their place. I think we're going, are we going to that place? So, yeah, we're going. So, no, it's Founders Park Friday, Founders, Sagra okay. Park Saturday, and then Sunday's at Clemson. Yeah, so Sunday. Two in Columbia Clemson. this year. So Yeah, I think the coolest thing, though, is Floor Fields or this year it'll be Firefly Stadium yeah. to where half the stadium will be Garnet, half yeah. the stadium will be Orange. Yeah. That's just the coolest feeling. And, you and know, you're playing in an awesome venue. Yeah, I mean, people are getting along. It's not like there's brawls breaking out, obviously. It's not that crazy. But just it's, it's just cool to have a community and have a state to where it's – it's divided. Even some families will be wearing opposite <laughs> clothes. But uh, no, it's fun. It's special. It's 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 you're playing for the fans. You're playing for the community. You're playing for your playing for your, your university. And it's it's really important to bring you know, to bring that bring that series back home. You know. Yeah, I, I know there was a quiet swagger with you guys, but how how much more chirping was there as far as like the the count of Clemson? I mean, do you do you remember like noticeably like there being a lot? Because I mean, again, you were an out of state guy, but you learned quickly. But like you said, guys like Wingo, guys like Roth, yeah, those they guys took that very personal. Those guys are from up there, yeah. so yeah, I think you hear from the uh, the student section too. The students, yeah. There'll be a couple more students this week showing up, coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, you know, especially Friday night here. Oh, right I, fielder, I feel bad for. Him. I rather I want to see some. Yeah, I want to yeah. hear. I want to see. I, some I'm gonna good I'm things. gonna do some research by the way after this and look up the Clemson right fielder and try to get his, his girlfriend's name, his major, oh, yeah. everything. You have to. Oh, Arkansas had my my parents' names down and Adam Matthews. I was gonna that. say Mississippi yeah. State this past weekend. I don't know who they were playing, but the left fielder. Somebody printed out a big picture of his girlfriend from Instagram. I, I'm just like that's. Come on, guys. That's brutal. It, That's take, brutal. Yeah, take it a little far. But <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's it's great. You just but not that we're talking so much as the players, but the fans. The yeah, fans just, like, oh, and I feel like that yeah. bleeds into like you know just the energy that everybody has. I mean, it's yeah, and it's more important for us too, Carolina, because you know Clemson's obviously had our number six seasons in a row in football or seven, right. and they've been winning national championships. Right. So it's a little something we could dig into their side and be like, yeah, you guys can't. You guys, you guys can. You know, we'll put on the gridiron, but on the diamond, we got we got your number. Right. So it's just it's just a little fun to have. For so sure. Yeah. Well, Bobby, always a pleasure, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm, you know, obviously we're all looking forward to this week, this weekend, and we'll all break it all down. Um, but appreciate it as always, man. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Thanks. Perfect. Sure. So for Bobby Haney, I'm Chris Phillips. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on the episode. Of-